Welcome to the Berto Calkins podcast. I appreciate you for tuning in. I'm actually in a closet right now because I wanted to find a place that wouldn't be too loud. And of course, I'm in New York City and we deal with a lot of noise. So if you do hear some noise, I apologize. I am not in control of that. <laughs> but I really appreciate you for joining me. This is my first episode and we're going to see how this goes. I'm looking forward to getting better over time and just getting it done because I have a lot to share. My girlfriend and I recently went to the Hamptons and it was my first time going to the Hamptons and it really made me think because this is election time and of course probably by the time that you're listening to this elections have happened but because we've been going to different places and there's been like a lot of hostility in the world, it made me a little bit paranoid about actually going to the Hamptons. And I definitely do admit that I deal with a lot of hyper-awareness or paranoia or PTSD as a result, as some people might call it, but I've accepted that it's a part of my life and I just want to share with you in hopes that somebody can relate but I wanted to kind of explain why I navigate the world the way that I do. And it's for a few reasons, but I wanted to give you some specific events that have probably shaped how I look at the world and how I walk through these streets of New York and just other unfamiliar places as well. When me and my brother were pretty young, I think I was probably like seven. So I think he was maybe nine at the time. We were in Chinatown on Canal Street, and we I think we were going to go into the train station, but this is back then when people would be on the streets, like, doing card games, and a lot of people would be, like, standing around watching them, and you would just have to, you know, pick the card that was correct, or your card, or whatever, and we were kind of standing around, but I think we might have gone to... I think we might have gone to a jewelry shop. I don't think we bought anything. I don't think my mom bought anything. But we were just in there for a little bit. And while we were standing on the corner watching this game happen and about to go into the train, somebody just ran up to my mom and just ripped the, the chains that she had off of her neck. It happened really quick. I think the person might have been like wearing all black or something like that. Maybe they had like a black hat and a black sweater or a black hoodie. But like it was fast. It was really fast. And my mom, she was like shocked and we didn't know what happened. Like we didn't really have time to like really process what happened in that moment. So then afterwards, like we moved off to the side and we did call the cops and they did show up not too long after. But I think by then the guy was gone. So we were just standing there. We made our report and then we went home. But having witnessed that at a young age, it definitely impacted me. I didn't realize it at the time, but it made me very much aware of the people that are around me and people just like standing around me like even on the trains today out will be facing towards the people rather than like the the train tracks just because i don't trust anybody i don't know what they're gonna do like try to run up on me or anything like that but more than myself or my brother i know that it also affected my mom because like even now 
she'll tell me about times that she thinks that people are like plotting to rob her or something like that and it's understandable to have that thought still in your mind especially when it's something that can really happen like it's something that can easily happen and it happened to her already so i think she suffers from ptsd from that and we never really talked about it but i'm just assuming that but outside of seeing that situation with my mom i also have had some issues with certain events that have happened and caused me to like be a little bit more aware of people i remember when i was younger this is a more like not dangerous situation but when i was younger in my neighborhood i used to collect pokemon cards all of my friends did and like I had like a little booklet that I um, put together. I had a bunch of cards in there, holographic ones, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I took it out one day and I was around some friends or people that I thought were my friends. And they were like, oh, let's see, let's see. Let me see your cards or whatever. And then somebody actually started taking a card from the sleeve that it was in and I tried to get it back. I gave my booklet to somebody else, another friend to hold. And then that person started <laughs> grabbing a card. So then I was just like, I I can't trust anybody. Like, I, I can't because people will just try to take advantage of you. And they did it so blatantly in my face. It was ridiculous. But, like, it definitely made me not trust people more but on to a more serious situation i remember one time that i was coming from school i was just walking because i hated taking a bus which i still hate taking a bus so somebody walked up to me and they were like what up and i was like what up and i thought it was somebody that knew me and i didn't realize it was somebody that was trying to intimidate me he actually had like two friends with him that were off to the side i was just so confused but when he started walking away because i didn't like back down i seen like the shine of or a glisten of the knife that he had in his hand and his friend said to him he was like oh he punked you like i punked the guy which was not my intention i was just oblivious to what was going on after they started walking away i was just like oh this is this is a mess and i'm not sure if that's when i was carrying knives on me already i think maybe i was already and i don't think i brought it that day i don't know but i was i know in that moment i was just like all right i need to carry a weapon with me all the time no matter what and looking back on things i think the guy might have been trying to get initiated into a gang which often meant slicing somebody in order to do so but it didn't happen to me. I'm grateful for that, but it could have easily happened. And I've had a few situations like that, but seeing some of my friends actually go through things like that, just being backstabbed by other friends or just like just random things that happen has made me more hyper aware and just paranoid as to what the intentions of some people are. I remember when my girlfriend and I, we went to Baltimore for Natural Products Expo East and we got an Airbnb and it looked really nice, but we didn't realize that it was like right next to the projects. And once we got there and I realized that it was next to the projects, I was just like, oh, like it made me kind of fearful of 
what might go down because here we are right next to the projects in a nice building and i'm not familiar with baltimore like that and while we were pulling up there was a guy that was wearing like a bulletproof vest on so i'm just like uh this is this is not good right now and i will say that when i'm with somebody that i love i feel that i have to protect them too so i think that my paranoia or my awareness hyper awareness whatever you want to call it definitely gets heightened when i'm with somebody else that i feel like i need to protect so it just makes me more anxious and my girlfriend she didn't do this maliciously but she kind of like like laughed it off the like stress of being right next to the projects but i had to like explain to her why I felt the way that I felt and it was based off my upbringing. And because we were raised in totally different circumstances or situations, she couldn't relate, but she came to an understanding of why I am the way that I am. I think it's pretty natural to not feel safe in certain neighborhoods, but it's also bad because like growing up, I also was harassed by cops, not very often, but it's happened so that shapes how you look at cops and you just like i don't feel safe around cops i don't feel safe around people that look like me in certain ways and it just makes for a terrible way of living and also i've had racist situations happen i remember when me and my friend brian went to florida it was my first vacation we were 19 years old and we had another friend alex there and there was one specific day that was just like a total mess from the beginning <laughs> to the end. It felt like just a not good day. But when we were heading back to our hotel, I remember there was like a group of white guys just standing out of the hotel on a balcony. And they were like, oh, we have some N-words here. And I heard it. My friends heard it. We just ignored it and then they said it again they were like we have some n-words here like louder and i was just like oh god let's get into this room already like what the heck is happening and i used to be wary of going to the south for those reasons but witnessing it firsthand definitely did not help my view on living in the south all of that to say this where can you feel safe? If you don't feel safe in your own community, if you don't feel safe around the people that are supposed to be protecting you, if you don't feel safe around people that don't look like you, where do you feel safe? And it's something that I think about often. The thing that helps me to like not live in as much fear or be as paranoid is acknowledging that I'm not in control. Like, you can prepare all you want, but you can't prepare for everything. You just have to take every day, one day at a time, and you have to take each moment, one moment at a time, and just be aware, be prepared. But living a life of fear is not healthy, and it's something that I have to constantly remind myself of and just accept that life is going to happen the way it's going to happen. Anyway, I hope that you guys enjoyed this first episode. I definitely want to revisit some of these things. Maybe I'll talk to somebody about it, maybe a therapist, and go deeper into my feelings. But these are the things that came to mind for now.
So I'll catch you on the next episode of the Berto Calkins podcast.